Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike sitting in studio with me for the Jew 100th episode, Cohen, I am Matt Wright. And the Jew 100th. Folks, thank you so much for joining us in this Goy 100th episode. That doesn't work. No, it, do, it doesn't this, work. The uh, same. Thank you so much for joining us for this second, second hundredth, second, 200th episode of the Muddied Waters of Freedom. Be sure to share this right now. Comment, like, subscribe, share. And of course, if you're on YouTube, hit the bell. Hit the bell. I want both of your devices that are in front of me to explode <laughs> with notifications the very moment we go live every single time. Share the gift of Muddy Waters Media today. Kids love it. That's right. Uh, first and foremost, allow me to thank the fantastic people at siestacava.com for the kava I am drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank Zephyr Hills. Zephyr Hills. Zephyr Hills for this I'm not trash water. That's what it says. It literally says I'm not trash. It does. It's not trash. It's water. Brought to you by Zephyr Hills. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. This is our 200th. This is our 200th episode. Not only is it our 200th episode, but look, look at the look. We're 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 together in the it, same. It's still with our creepily evenly e sized hands. Exactly sized hands. <laughs> our hands. That's are, not weird. That's not weird at it, all. You'd think one of us would have bigger hands, but no, they're no, literally they're literally the exact same. Weird. Size. It's not. It's not not weird. But also, what's not not weird is that we're in the same room together that's right doing this episode we are back to the roots of this show matt wright and a semite in a room doing a show together that's right actually sitting one of us sitting in the chair you are in using the microphones and the like i had to bring out all of the old equipment this is literally this. what the show used to be like it is kind of ish ish so not so we have a fantastic guest for you in a few moments but we're going to go ahead and get the auctioning started. We are. For some incredible items. And so the way we're doing the auction is you auction, you say, in the, you bid in the comments what you want to bid for so, these items. That's right. And there is going to be package A mm -hmm. and package B. So you have to say which item You have for. to say. Now, for package A, mm -hmm. you will be getting a large... Waffle House button. Yes. A small Waffle House button. Yes. A Muddied Waters You Are the Power Spike Bracelet. Yes. Uh, a Muddied Waters Patch. A Muddied Waters Sticker. You would think that that would be enough. You think but that's no. it, but no. But no, there is no. more. No, it's you even more. also be getting an autographed picture of the other way, the two of us. And we signed the opposite pictures. Just to confuse Just to people. confuse you and your friends. Really just your friends because you know who we are. You will also get a retro shirt that is no longer made that will be autographed by both of us. Right now yeah. it's just autographed yeah, by I me. Yeah, time to do that. But I'll be signing that as well. And You'll be getting, this is retro. You can't even get this. You can't if get you it. go it's to the available. store, you can go to moneywatersmedia.store, buy every single thing that's on there, and all you're going to get is a big bill and a big hug and a thank you from us. You're not going to get this shirt that's because right. it's not available anymore. It is not available anymore. That's scarcity. And for package A, should we do this one or should we do... For package A, we are <laughs> doing a copy of Anthony Samarov's... A for Anthony. A for Anthony, universal basic income for and against, signed in Scottish. And we'll read that later. This is literally, he signed it with a note in Scottish. We'll read that in a we, bit. We will try. Just to, I'll try my best brogue to show you how this was signed in Scottish. 
And then for package B, for package B, <laughs> instead of this, instead of that, what you get all get. of the same stuff. You're gonna get, but instead of this, you're gonna, you're gonna get a. Is it this one? No, you're gonna get a muddied water shirt that's retro, mm -hmm. a retro muddied water shirt that is signed by both of us. You're yes. gonna get the autograph photo. You're gonna get, you're that, gonna you're get, get the patch. You're gonna get you're the patch. You're gonna get your buttons. You're gonna get your wristbands. Yeah, you're gonna get your stickers. Everything, but you're also you're also going to be able to get. <laughs> Sarah, super fan, Sarah Anderegg's Suckle on the Teat of Freedom shirt that is autographed by Sarah, Spike, and myself. And for anybody out there who is interested, yes, this has touched Sarah's skin. And it actually still smells like her. It smells so much like her. Um, so you can <laughs> you could probably clone a Sarah Anderegg with this. So... <laughs> wow so sarah if you are if you're watching i love you dearly. i just and i mean she signed this is, it this is what you get for leaving me um yeah there is no alex says please no c package no these are the only packages it would only get weirder <laughs> the c package would just be terrible right so these are the two packages so throughout you can bid on package a which will get you A for Anthony. A for Anthony or B for... My baby. Uh, <laughs> my baby shirt. So, start... <laughs> start. So right, we're starting the bidding for both of these. Right now. Right now. And we will be updating and we will announce the winners at the end of this episode. And we're, Yeah, we'll be updating you with who's ahead to try to get you, to guilt you into going and, higher so that you can get one of these things. But we're starting the bidding at... A hundred dollars. hundred dollars. Yes. Kenneth Ebel has already bid a hundred dollars for package A. For package A. So just put A or package A and then whatever whatever you want to uh, bid for it. Right. We're starting at a hundred bucks for and uh, that is bound to go up because we've sold hats for like six hundred dollars. <laughs> yes. So, so get ready. Get ready. Now, before we get to our guest, this episode is brought to you by... The Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle related caucus in not just this party, but in any party in any country on this godforsaken planet. If you want exclusive Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus to, uh, merchandise to become a member of the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, you can go to muddiedwatersmedia.com slash store, or you can participate in either package on this auction where we are selling exclusive Muddied Waters LP Waffle House Caucus stuff. This episode is also brought to you by the most aptly named company for this uh podcast mud water mud water folks if you woke up today and said my god if i have one more cup of coffee it will be the last thing i want to do on this planet i definitely instead want to drink something that has masala chai cacao mushrooms turmeric sea salt cinnamon and literally zero percent of anything else then i you have some great news today folks because that's exactly what's in this tin. And you can go and buy it now by going to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud and getting yourself this delicious-ish. <laughs> Doesn't it all taste like a hobo's I mean, it, it does not. It tastes like what that combination of things that's written right there would make you think it would taste like. So basically like coffee kind of, sure. I don't know. I Why put not? a lot of honey on this. And you can also, it has one-seventh of the caffeine of uh, of uh, coffee, coffee um, making it just give you just enough pep in your step to wake up. 
but not causing you to have coronary artery disease or high blood pressure. Yes. This episode is also brought to you by the Gravy Gravy King. King. This episode is brought to you by Jonathan Reels, who is running for something. Congress. Congress. And (laughs) and he's running for Congress, but also, in addition to that, (laughs) He's running to be recognized as a human being person. See, so right now, uh, oh, that's not what this one is. Uh, there's another one that says he needs money so that they'll recognize that he exists as a human. But he needs $350 for outreach and petitioning. Uh, they're going to have booths at uh, Juneteenth festivals and at Pride festivals so that they can get through to, to, um, to spread the message of liberty in their communities. And you can donate today by going to Jonathan.cash to help Jonathan Reels become the next um, congressman congressman somewhere this episode is brought to you by jack casey the 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 legendary jack casey the legendary cult leader jack casey cult leader and mermaid jack casey who has his books the royal green and in silver throned which are books about apparently a ring that vomits and a butterfly that's going to stab you yes I don't I, know what these books are about. Yes, neither do I. Uh, I also have not read them. And uh, we will never I, read yeah, we aren't going to read them. We've read already them. discussed this on the show before. We're, we will never read these in books. No way because will we ever, we're never going to read these books. But you can read these books, as well as the third installment, the long awaited installment coming out later this summer, crowned by gold, uh, by going to theroyalgreen.com and ordering these books today. This episode is also brought to you by Cumberland Cannabis Co. Cumberland Cannabis. The most cannabisy cannabis to come from Cumberland County, Tennessee. If you would like to get some Cumberland Cannabis Co. cannabis from Cumberland, go to CumberlandCannabisCo.com. This episode is also brought to you by Adderpan. I don't know what this is. This is uh, Adderpan. Uh, we actually have text on this oh, that I put in the notes, but good, since good. we didn't know. use notes today, I don't have them pulled up. Hang on one second. Sense. We're going to tell you all about Adderpan. It's available on Steam. It Folks, is. It if is you available to play on Steam. A book with a doll. That's what is that? Are you looking for a game yeah. sure to haunt your dreams? Look no farther than Adderpan, the premier release from Irving Games. Adderpan is a first-person Five Nights-style game featuring creepy characters, jump scares galore, and even a few Easter eggs hidden amongst the game files themselves. Oh wow! Yeah, join Dolly and her haunted image i thought that said imagery imaginary (laughs) friends as you play the role of school security guard trying to survive night shift armed with only cameras and a flashlight wow can you make it until morning before they get a piece of you jesus what is this expansions are already in progress or already are Expansions are already in progress by the developer and will be available for free as they are released and is currently available for Windows PC. You can find Adderpan and upcoming expansions on Steam for the low, low, economically feasible price of five dollars. $5. $5. $5. $5 to play this horrifying game. If you want to be scared and actually have it be a threat to your mental health, go to... Where do you go to? Go to Steam. Steam. Go to Steam. Go to Steam and type in Adderpan. Adderpan. And say, and that's, I don't know how Steam works, but if you go to Steam and look for Adderpan, it is there. $5. That's nothing. For less than the price of one day's dosage of the uh, antidepressant you're going to have to take after playing this game, you can play Adderpan. 
That's right. And this episode is brought to you by Joe Solosky. Joe Solosky is running for Pennsylvania governor. He is the key to Pennsylvania success. Uh, if you want to help Joe Solosky become the first libertarian governor in America, you can go to Joe Solosky, J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com. Yes. And yeah, somebody said in the ads, somebody in the comments just said, these ads are getting out of hand. And you know what? You know what? Then start buying more of them. Right. <laughs> Buy more. We can Buy just do one stuff. episode of nothing but nothing ads. Nothing but ads. Um, we have a very special guest on for our Jew 100th episode. Uh, <laughs> We're excited, Tim. We, we are very, very excited. Um, he is the, not only is he a member. Is that what we're doing? Sure. He's not just a member of the, End the Two-Party System. He's also the president and the founder. And the founder. And uh, you're probably wondering, what is End the Two-Party System? Well, let's find out together. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. Are you ready? For, yeah, I'm so okay. ready. Welcome to the show, Mr. Billy Ukwu. Billy, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, guys. It's great to be on here. Thank you. And thank you for your patience while we figured out how to do this. Right. It, were, <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, that's good. We're, we're, we're glad you did. Um, well, welcome to Muddied Waters. Um, it, I am very excited to have you on because uh, anybody that's trying to work on ending the two-party system is really just a friend of mine. Yes. Yeah, you are definitely, you are definitely a friend of ours. Before we get started, so I'm not sure. So you, it, correct me if I'm wrong. You consider what do you, what how do you consider yourself politically and and how do you how did you get there come to that that conclusion was it kind of an aha moment or gradual evolution o- over time everyone has their their genesis story tell us the Billy Ukwu story well I'm uh, registered as a green uh, but however labels you know I, I I agree with some libertarian things but I consider myself mainly green okay how I got here was uh, my dad's a Democrat he's pretty politically involved. So ever since I've been a kid, I've been, you know, paying attention to politics. We discuss things that are current events that are happening. So uh, originally I was a Democrat. Um, I, uh, one of my good friends actually introduced me to the Libertarian Party with Ron Paul during the, um, I believe that was the election with uh, Obama and Mitt Romney. And so from there, that was my first time actually learning about another party and seeing their candidates, seeing what they were about, although he was running for the Republican side. Uh, from fast forward a little bit into 2016 with the Hillary and uh, Donald Trump election, mm-hmm. uh, after what happened, after Bernie got screwed over, I was looking, I was pretty pissed off. I was looking for an alternative candidate similar to him. So I saw Jill Stein. Uh, that led me towards the Green Party a bit more. I, and, you know, pretty much ever since that point, I've been green. Very good. Very good. And so your, your goal here with uh, End the Two-Party System I'm going to go, I'm going to jump to a, I'm going to leap off to a branch here and assume that this is about ending the two-party system. Am I right? <laughs> That's 100% correct. That's awesome. Tell us about what you're doing within the two-party system. Okay, so we're establishing ourselves as a 501c4 nonprofit organization. Uh, we're nonpartisan, so we're pretty much working with all, all uh, political parties, all political ideologies to try to, uh, you know, for one, educate people that don't know about the other political parties and the barriers against them, the reason why it's so difficult for them to get wins, and then also try to raise money so that we can lobby to try to uh, get some laws changed, like ranked choice voting, campaign finance reform, and also try to support some uh, big name third party candidates. Very good. Very good. Now, what was 
you know, you mentioned that you used to be a Democrat. What were some of the things that made you realize that the Democrat Party wasn't where you wanted to be? Well, gradually, I started noticing little things here and there, you know, paying attention to them. But really, it was the Bernie Sanders thing uh, that opened my eyes, just the way that they handled it, yeah. the way they kind of screwed him. You know, it, it just seemed like a conspiracy, pretty yeah. much. So and I, I didn't like that at all. Now, and did you looking deeper into it? You know, I uh, seen a lot of the bad things that the Democrats were doing, not being fair, you know, so it, it just disillusioned me. 100%. So so then in last year, uh, the Democrats obviously nominated uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Top Cop Harris. Uh, did you uh, find yourself second guessing whether or not the uh, the Democratic Party was your home? No, by that point, I was already gone. No, I but I mean, you weren't you point. weren't you weren't wondering if maybe maybe it was your home. <laughs> Nah, never <laughs> After nominating Joe Biden, he's like, you know what? This no, I'm glad, yeah, this I'm, is the I'm, guy I want to I, I want to back right now. <laughs> going from Jill Stein to yeah, Joe uh, Biden. Matt and I both uh, grew up as Republicans, yes, and kind of came from that. And it was sort of a similar thing where we were watching people like Ron Paul and other you know liberty leaning or independent leaning Republicans or even constitutionalists who would just get screwed constantly. And the only way they were allowed to stay a part of that system was if they just backed whoever screwed them. And that kind of led us both, uh, and this was years before we even knew each other, that kind of led us both on the path of, like you did, sort of examining the party itself and realizing, well, this doesn't represent us at all. We don't like this at all. And that's that's what brought us to libertarianism. You know, that that was the beginning of that process of, of bringing us to libertarianism. So we're happy to uh, we're happy to have you in the in the fight to end the two party system. What is some of the stuff that you guys want to get involved in and that you're you're, you're working on to do that to, to accomplish that goal? So primarily uh, we're working mainly uh, on the education side uh, because there's a lot of people, believe it or not, who don't know about uh, that there's other choices. Right. And even the people that do know about the other choices, they just think that maybe we're just mediocre and not really uh, seeing that there's a lot of barriers making it difficult uh, for third parties to get seen, raise money and stuff like that. So we're right. mainly working on education, uh, mainly through social media, because there's a lot, we want to try to get a lot of the younger voters. So we're trying to use things that will um, attract them, you know, like media, even comedy, things like that. That's what we're trying to work towards. Secondarily, um, we're going to be lobbying for uh, certain things like campaign finance reform, trying to push uh, ranked choice voting in, in all states if possible. Nice. And, um, you know, even working on things like gerrymandering, which has been a big, a big problem. Yeah. Uh, even trying to work to see if we can try to open presidential debates, at least to try to get four people on there, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's all good stuff, man. Now, personally, one of the things that I've always thought with uh, the debates with the presidential debate commission is if you as a candidate are on a, on the ballot in enough states that you could win the electoral college, right. you should be on the debate stage. I'm not saying everybody that runs for president should be on the debate stage because that would be like a thousand people. Right. The there would be so stage. many right. people. Right. Um, but if you are on enough uh, state ballots that you could win the, uh, the electoral college, if you won all of your states, you should be allowed on the debate stage. And for 2020, that would have been obviously Biden and Trump and Joe Jorgensen and it would have all, and, and, and me as well. And that would have been Howie Hawkins and Angela, I'm forgetting her uh, last name. Um, uh, Angela. Walker, I think. Is it Davis, Walker? I believe. I think. 
No, I think it was Walker. Oh, gosh. I even, Walker, correct. Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Andrew Walker. Walker. Yeah, so that would have been Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris. That would have been Donald Trump and, and Mike Pence. That would have been Joe Jorgensen and me. And that would have been Howie Hawkins and Angela Walker. Right. And that seems perfectly – that's not – a, you know, a, 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 an absolute mess where there's dozens or hundreds of people, four people. Yeah. And honestly, that would have been much more interesting than what it was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It would well, have been a lot more substantive, too, because there would have been at least two people on there who actually understood the issues. You know, all, for all of my policy disagreements with with Howie and with Angela, everything that I ever saw from them was that they at least understood what was going on. And they often had the same conclusions of what they wanted to see as, as libertarians. We just have maybe a different tactics or strategy of how to get there or policy uh, proposals of how to get there. But they deeply and intuitively understood what was going on. And that was sorely lacking in those debates. Oh, absolutely. It was pretty much just uh, name calling, you know, poop throwing. There wasn't really much policy behind it. And it was pretty much just the same old, same old. I really wish we could get other parties on there. It would really, for one, point out that the fact that these other two guys don't know what the hell they're doing yeah and you know and it would open some people's eyes i think if you guys would have been on there i don't think they would have even won i mean there's other issues there uh, that make it difficult for third parties to win but it would have made a big difference in the election right yeah it would have at the very least i think we we would have obviously done much better i i don't know if i don't know if if debate performance in and of itself can can propel us to victory but at the very least it makes a lot of people look and go Oh, wow. There was only one good choice, isn't there? And it could potentially lead to, you know, us coming in second or even just, you know, blowing through all previous records and being able to set the the momentum to be able to win in upcoming elections after that. And I I do think that's a big part of it. So it's great that you're doing that kind of stuff Um, now. uh be in i'm sure that there are plenty of people that are watching and i'm looking at this and, and everyone's really pretty much so, so many people are saying hi to you like uh yeah. ryan, ryan oh. bedford uh is saying hi uh i've seen so many people uh gotta scroll up because yeah yeah, yeah. uh now, now uh nalek nalek trump nalek trump who is oh yes eskimo libertarian eskimo. Yeah. yeah um uh, let's see. Cajun said hi. Cajun said Alex hi. Alex Flores. Uh, yeah. Like I've just Aaron been seeing Johnson. Billy and everybody's saying, Billy's such a nice guy. Yeah. I'm so glad he's on here. Love what he's doing. Yes, everyone is and then great. a lot of people are also in there saying there's a lot of, there's some overlap between green and libertarian, mm-hmm. which, yeah. and that is where the two parties, we can meet and we can say, okay, we can work on these things together to try to make these things better. Um, and it wouldn't be complete and total gridlock. We'd at right. least be able to work on these things. Um, and one of the big things that we can obviously work on is ending the two-party system yeah. in order to ensure that our voices can be heard in upcoming uh, in upcoming races, upcoming elections across the country. Um, so just the fact that you're out there and that you are working, yeah. you know, that you're willing to work with other parties, other third parties, your libertarians, your uh, constitutional parties, whoever, um, reform, I guess. I don't know. Um, but you're willing to work with these parties in order to make sure other voices are being heard shows a lot that the third parties, the the minority parties, if you will, uh, are willing to do things that even the big parties aren't willing to do. Yeah. Because the only thing the big parties aren't willing to are willing to work together on is making sure the smaller parties, parties aren't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So let no, me first off, I wanted to say uh, hello to all you guys. I'm sorry. I didn't say that the first time. Uh, but yeah, 100%. There's a lot of things that both uh, the Greens and Libertarians agree on, you know, like campaign finance reform, you know, ending the two party system, yeah. even things like uh, police reforms yeah. and stuff like that. There's a bunch. I mean, there's a list of, of stuff like that. So yeah. uh, I definitely agree. 100 percent you yeah. know there's no way we're ever going to be able to end the two-party system trying to do this individually no no if no. we work together as a group we can get so much more done than a single group trying to work at different you know different goals and, we're, and and specifically with the libertarians and the greens we're both anti-authoritarian parties so we right. both want right. to end the wars we both want to end police brutality we both want to end uh things like the war on drugs we both want to end things like over criminalization we definitely want to see prison reform and sentencing reform uh, things like ending cash bail. There's so much we agree on. We want to end civil asset forfeiture. Um, you know, this. there's so much that we agree on. We both want to end corporate welfare. Like there is a oh, yeah. lot, even on economic things, there's even a lot of things that we that we agree on. And I, I believe that when we work together on those things, not only are we more able to get those things accomplished, but we will find along the way that the more that we talk together, the more we realize that even in our differences, there's a lot that we agree on even on that. Um, and I, I just, I'm interested in your thoughts on that. Yeah, 100%, you know, and that's one, that's one of the things that we're going to be definitely trying to do, especially in terms of uh, lobbying and supporting certain candidates, you know, like I said, campaign finance reform, uh, ranked choice voting, but also um, candidates that uh, want to work on uh, things that both, uh, both major third parties want, want to work on, like you said, um, what is it called? Police brutality, uh, ending war, war on ending the war on drugs. Candidates like that that we believe that can um, actually win, we're going to definitely put full support behind. And we and we also, in terms of education, want to work to highlight uh, a lot of similarities that both of these parties have, so that you know everybody. Some there's some people who actually believe that the libertarians and greens cannot work together. No. That's 100 untrue. No, no. I think we need to totally highlight that we, we can be friends, and then. When we get on the debate stage, when we get a fair opportunity, then we can actually start the debate. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Let's work on where we want to go. Right. And then as we get there, we can start, you know, arguing with each other again. Right. So yeah, Bill, it's useless the, the way that we're doing it now. Exactly. Exactly. It's what they want us to do. Have us constantly exactly. fighting each other while they work together to screw us all over and rob us blind. So we agree 100 percent there. Now, Billy, um, let me ask you this before we let you go. And, and again, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and watching us figure out how all this wiring works. <laughs> Um, what, how can people reach you? If people want to help with ending the, the two party system. How can people reach you? How can they help Billy and, and how can they be a part of what you're doing? Well, you can check out our website, www.endthetwopartysystem.org, where you can volunteer. You can even, uh, help donate so that we can, uh, get, especially get our media off the ground. Um, you can join our group on Facebook and the two party system. You can follow our page. Uh, and the two-party system. Really, we need a lot more volunteers so we can get the stuff done. We can get our voice across, and yeah, that would be in, uh, extremely helpful. You can you can message me too on Facebook, Billy Uku Jr. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. All these things uh, would be extremely helpful. Um, letting your family members, friends know about what we're doing, all big help to us. Awesome. Once again, awesome. www.andthetwopartysystem.org, where you can uh, sign up to volunteer. And is that two as in T-W-O or the number two? 
That's a TWO. Okay, okay. All right. So end the two like written out too. End the two party right. system dot org. dot org dot org. Correct. No space. No uh, underscore all one sentence. Cool. Very good. Beautiful. Well, Billy, again, thanks so much for coming on. We talked about it uh, before we went live, but we might actually be hanging out the end of July when I come up to Hampton Roads, and maybe again uh, when I'm in Baltimore a couple months later. So we'll see. No promises, but we'll we'll see if you're able to to come up, and I'd love to get to meet you in person, man. Yeah, I'd love that. And I'd definitely be there, man. All right. Great cool. being on here. Thank you, guys. Hey, hey thank, thank you, you so much for coming on. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, Billy Ukwu Billy Jr. Ukwu thank Jr. you so much. Thank man. you so much. And the two-party system. The two-party system. system. Org. Dot org. That is awesome, guys. So let's do an update on the, uh, on the auction here. The <laughs> package A... Uh, let's see what happened here. Package A. I think it's going to be a way up. Holy crap, guys. This is why we need a producer mm. to, to grab these. Well, here, you talk about other things. So, uh, you know, we started this show back in December of 2016. December 5th, I think. December yes. 5th or 4th of 2016. Yes. And uh, since then... We have gone through growing pains. There's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of uh, differences being made. Um, but one of the biggest things that we have always been grateful for here at Muddied Waters are the people who have been tuning in. Uh, there are people watching right now who have been watching since the beginning. And to each and every one of them, thank you for being the real yes, ones. You guys you. are truly, truly a blessing. Um, and in all honesty, at the beginning when we were only getting, you know, seven eight nine viewers <laughs> and we were still doing it every week seven eight nine viewers just exactly. tuning in um you were the ones that really made us decide that we needed to keep going yeah, yeah. um so to all of you who are still here and still watching thank you so very much for uh keeping us going keeping us alive yes man um, yes thank you guys so much don't leave that didn't mean you could leave yeah don't um, yeah you're yeah you're it's still not like required. oh thanks now you can whatever right no you can you don't leave um, so, uh, update on the auctions package a, we are at $175 package B. We are at two bottles of Le Bleu <laughs> and five Raymond packets, which, which is not, I don't, that's under a hundred dollars. That's under a hundred dollars. Here, let's, let's see if anyone and actually, I just want to say, I appreciate the fact that nobody, Oh no. So we're actually, we're at uh, package a, B $100 plus one smoked salmon. Okay. So we're at a hundred bucks plus hundred bucks for plus. B. Um, so we'll say let's say one uh, smoke salmon. Maybe let's say ten bucks. We're at like one ten, one fifteen uh, for the for sure for the for package B. We're at one ninety sure. for oh no, we're at one ninety for package A and one eighty for package B. Now that just well, happened. Well, one one ninety for package B. Yeah, one ninety for package B. Right. One eighty five for package, package A. a. 185 for package A and 190 for package B. So keep that in mind while uh, we're still going through everything. Uh, package A is now up to 200. We're at 200. Now, 200. for folks who are just tuning in, here is what you get uh, with both packages. Uh, and then we'll tell you what is specific to package A and package B. You will get this signed. There you go. Signed picture. There's two of them. Signed pictures of right. me and Matt. We have signed each other's bodies because that's whatever and uh we've done that and then you're also you're going also to gonna get, get a you are the power the the you won't get the campaign one you'll get the actual you'll get the waters. actual money the original the muddy original waters, muddy waters one, one the real one so yeah you you know it's real because on the inside it says muddy it waters, says muddy media, waters media that's how you know it's that's real you know this it's is real. a non-fungible bracelet right this, 
There's no funging of this you bracelet. You cannot funge this bracelet. We have tried. Yes. This is a funge-free bracelet. And you get one of those. Then you get two Waffle House caucus buttons, a small one and a large one. Right. Um, you a get, patch. You get a Muddy Waters Media patch. Yep. You get uh, a no longer in existence Muddied Waters. No, that's the wrong one. Uh, the no longer in existence Muddied Waters shirt. Muddy, the Muddy Waters of Freedom shirts. Muddy Waters of Freedom shirts. And it's going to be signed by both of us. You cannot get these anymore. These are the last two ever. Right. We don't even have them anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. I never had them. <laughs> so you get two of those. And that's what comes with both packages. That's what comes with both. Now, package A, in addition to that, comes with a copy of Anthony Samaroff's Universal Basic Income for and against. And it's signed in Scottish. Scottish. Let me, let me read that. How he signed it. It says, Dear insert name of winner here. Och, I, if ye ever want to go up to the Highlands, give me a, a wee ring and tell me, All right, Anthony, my man, I'm coming to say ye, go get the fucking kettle on, pal. Let's have a brew. Then we'll go out for a pint and get smashed. That's how we talk. Love, Anthony. June 2021. That's that's what it says there. Get a pun and get smashed. It, yep, that's what it says. So that's package A comes and with that. If you think he was being offensive by trying to do a Scottish accent, no, that was how he wrote That was the how words. he read it. Yeah, that and was if how he, he wrote them. And he read it that way when I was making sure to, to make sure that, that I was saying it correctly. That's that's what comes with package A. What comes with, And what comes with package B... And for anybody who is afraid to bid on this, I want to let everybody know, this was not our idea. <laughs> but the shirt that I am wearing was made for my wonderful and beautiful life partner, uh, superfan Sarah Anderegg, uh, who did not like it. She was like, I don't, why would I ever wear this shirt? But she did. She wore it once um, and she said that I could auction this off when people said that they wanted it. So we're going to be auctioning. She signed it. She autographed it. Um, the shirt actually does smell miraculously like her and you can <laughs> bid on her shirt that has been worn. Um, so package A for Anthony, package B for my baby um, right now. Right now, what are we at? I don't know. Package B, package B, I think is at 190. Don't make me convert Bitcoin, Alex. Come on, man. Uh, oh, 190 was a typo. Oh, 190 was a typo. Come on, Kenneth. So, A, we're at 200. A, we're at 200. B, we're at what are we at? One is one. I think it's 115. 115 plus the smoked salmon? 115 plus the smoked salmon. Okay. Assuming? 115 for B plus the salmon. Okay. okay. So one A, A is at 200. B is at 115 plus the salmon because everyone feels weird. Mm-hmm. Which Un- understandably, understand. I feel I a little awkward not. doing it. Yeah. Oh, B150. And it's from a woman. So that's. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Good yeah. smoot. She's bid 150 for B. Uh, for package B, for the baby, the A is, um, yes. Okay, yes. so that uh, 150 for B and uh, and uh, 200 for A, we are at. Yes. And now we're going to the next thing. Now we are going to the next thing. Which Since is, we decided not to do notes. Yes. 
because that's who we are as people. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we are going to the, oh, got to make sure those are off first. We are going to the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment. This is where you our fine go. viewers can go to um, anchor.fm slash muddied waters and you can leave us voice messages that we will play during the personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call-in moment yes uh, and we will play it and answer any questions or concerns that you have um and then you also right next to that button is a little donate button and if you press that button then you can give us money and we'd love to have you join us in giving us money because that's how we do this show um, you do not have to make a donation for us to uh, play or respond to your messages, but we will like you more. It's true. It's true. It's very true. So, uh, Jack Casey is bidding salmon coin, <laughs> which okay. I don't think that's a thing. No, sure. I don't believe it's what it's what he's using in his cult. Um, yes. Cult leader Jack Casey, uh, who you can go to uh, the royalgreen.com and help bolster his cult by buying his culty books. Yes. Yes. Um, so our first call is from Damien Longora. Damien Longora. Hey, guys. This is Damien Longora, the first time message lever. Uh, I was just curious about your thoughts on BlackRock, a federally funded company outbidding middle-class Americans by 20 to 50% of market value to inflate the housing market. Thanks. I don't know much about so, this, but... I know a little oh, bit. Yeah, okay, okay. I know a little bit. So BlackRock is a uh, investment group that goes around and picks up real estate. And uh, they... Oh, God. Who owns my house? They're like... I can't think of the people who own this house, the big organization, uh, but they're a huge housing organization that uh, just picks up houses and they just buy them uh, all for cash. Um, they buy them all for cash and people have an issue with them uh, spending 20 to 50% more. That is a problem, but it's not the real issue. Uh, yes, BlackRock doing that does cut out people who are first-time homebuyers or, you know, maybe second-time homebuyers who have a growing family, anything along those lines. Right. However, the issue that uh, – the real issue isn't that they are doing this. The real issue is that inflation and the uh, housing market has gotten so out of control because the government has allowed things like this to happen. Right, right, right. And, and the thing is, ultimately, if – Someone is coming in and buying something at 20 to 50 percent higher than others are buying it for. It's because they've determined that there's a market value there, which means that's the actual market value. Um, absent them being given money by government to do it or something like that. That's one thing, which actually that's what most of the mortgage uh, crisis is, is the government underwriting bad loans by so-called private mortgage companies, um, which inflates pricing. These are the kinds of policies that are bad. BlackRock buying this stuff at these price at this pricing is a symptom of the real problem, which is the government inflating the value of housing right. uh, and driving up prices so that an increasingly small, a, a, a increasingly large number of people cannot afford entry into the housing market. Right. That's where the problem is. You get government out of things like 
you know, underwriting bad loans and just instead just letting the market decide what loans they're going to underwrite. Uh, if you get the government out of monetary policy that drives up the cost of everything, if you get government out of zoning laws and, and other restrictions on the housing market that create artificial scarcity, when you do these types of things, you see a, an equilibrium come to the, the housing market uh, that's not going to exist as long as government is you know pushing and pulling here and there to make the, the pricing go up. Right. And as Bob, Bob Weird, if that's your real name, man, that's awesome. Uh, Bob Weird says BlackRock is essentially the trading desk of the Federal Reserve. And yes, pretty much the real enemy is the Federal Reserve. The fact that they're using BlackRock doesn't mean that BlackRock is really the enemy. It's that the Federal Reserve has created massive inflation. Like, uh, for instance, today I went to McDonald's uh, voluntarily for the first time in many years. I don't know why I might be pregnant. I was craving McDonald's, um, but I, I, their Mick banana pepper is pretty good. <laughs> so I got a, a double quarter pounder meal. Uh, and when I used to purchase that in my younger days, when yes. my arteries and colon could handle it, um, it was like six bucks got it today it was 10 these are the things that are because of inflation these are the things because they are giving out stimulus checks and because they're giving endless <laughs> because they're giving endless um uh unemployment yep. uh that you're seeing these price hikes going up and up and up because these companies now uh are having to pay people more money to work there because a lot of people can make more money sitting at home on, home. on, on unemployment. Yep. So you are going to be noticing that prices across the board are going up. The housing market isn't the, it isn't the, it is a symptom of symptom the disease. Of the problem, yeah. Right. Yep. It is a symptom of the disease. It is not the disease itself. The disease itself is, as Bob Weird said, the Federal Reserve. Yeah. You have the, the Federal Reserve printing out trillions of dollars of notes that they turn around and lend to the federal government. Now, the federal government, all they do is stick you with the bill for that. You're now paying the that plus the interest for the next 40 years right. uh, every time they print out more money. Um, and so you're really paying close to probably two or three dollars on every dollar that they're printing out now. But at the same time, it's even worse because not only are you paying that inflated price, but as they keep adding to the monetary supply without adding any value, that causes the value of each of those Federal Reserve notes to go down. That's why in the last 108 years that the uh, that the Federal Reserve has existed, the U.S. dollar's value has lost. It has lost 98 percent of its value. It's like if. Every dollar you had used to be worth 50 times more than it is now. Imagine how much purchasing power you have lost. Imagine how much ability you've lost to be able to put aside money and build a nest egg and to invest and to build a financial uh, nest egg and, and legacy to pass on to future generations. And instead, you're scraping and, and surviving to get by, doing your best to be able to make ends meet. And an increasing number of people are in that position. And you have large companies like BlackRock and other companies uh, in all sorts of different sectors that are able to swoop in and buy things at what they consider to be a sale price uh, because they're sitting on all this cash and for, due to uh, stimulus spending. And the rest of us are left out. That is why we are against stimulus spending. It's not that we're against people getting help. It's that we recognize this isn't helping. It's creating the problem and making it worse. Right. And as uh, Nalik Trump says Trump says that crypto is an assault on the U.S. dollar. No, that, that that's not true. 
crypto is not an assault on the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is an assault on the U.S. dollar. Yeah, the, the, the Federal this, Reserve is an assault on the right. U.S. dollar. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. The spending policies of Congress and the administration now and uh, the previous ones going back longer than I can remember, uh, that is the assault on the U.S. dollar. It yeah. is not crypto. Crypto is the market trying to figure out a way to correct what the Federal Reserve yeah. and our administrations have been doing for such a long time. Yeah. And the answer is to get the government out of it. Uh, government is constitutionally allowed to print currency. It's proven that it's going to use that to control the monetary system and, you know, subjugate everyone. So get government out of currency and the Federal Reserve and government currency. Let the market provide currency. Now you'll have providers who have a vested interest in, the, in the, their currency gaining or at least retaining value over time instead of having a vested political interest in having it lose value over time. Right. So... Our next call is from Alex, Alex Boyer. Boyer. Oh, hello. Nope. There we go. Hello, hello. Alex from Virginia calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Rounds, attorney of law, Inker. Call in moment. I have two questions for you today. Um, first question, probably more serious than the other one. I was at Publix yesterday getting some fried chicken because Publix makes really good fried chicken. Except Yesterday, it just wasn't good. Did I get a bad batch, or is this more endemic, a more regional thing, a bigger thing, if you will? And I, second question is, in your dream version of in Kapistan, what's the smallest crime that gets punishment, and what is that punishment? Thank you. Okay, so let's handle the public's thing first. Yeah. Um, as a member of the church of Publix, uh that is florida's flag and uh i appreciate every Publix that is out there um no their fried chicken is just it's fantastic still to this day um and it must have just been a bad batch that you got but you're in virginia so if it is an area if, if it is endemic to the area that you live in I it's a Virginia problem. It's a Virginia problem. It, it is not something that South Carolina or Florida can help. I with. was going to say, uh, I have not eaten fried chicken in five years, uh, but the last time I did eat fried chicken, by the way, press F in the chat for me <laughs> to not the fact that I can't have fried chicken. But um, the last time I did have fried chicken, uh, it actually, I think it was Publix fried chicken. Uh, <laughs> so at least one, one, it is good. It is so good. It is good. Now, I live in South Carolina. I don't live in Virginia. Uh, but that is two out of the three mentioned states that have really, really good fried chicken. I'm thinking it might be specific either to your state or to the specific employees who made that batch. Who should be fired? Not just for making bad chicken, but for smearing the good name of Publix. Slandering. Slandering. Slandering it. Just destroying it. Uh, as to the second question, yes, the smallest crime in Ancapistan that would be... So, so, I mean, it's it's a crime is going to be something that actually was an act of aggression against someone. So or their property or their property. Right. Um, so, I mean, I guess maybe like a very petty theft uh, is probably the, the only thing I can think of, because even an assault's going to be more serious. Even a simple assault's going to be more yeah, serious. Like a than, shoplifting. Yeah, like a shoplifting or a pickpocketing where there wasn't violence, where, you know, so when you grab something and run away or something like that. Uh, in which case, the punishment probably is going to be give them that thing back. Uh, and if it's been something you've done on a regular basis, 
uh, probably some kind of, you know, requirement to, uh, uh, re requirement to, uh, to, you know, participate in some kind of program to, uh, to dissuade you from doing that in the future with the idea that, and this is where the punishment part comes in because people say, well, what if they don't want to do it? Well, then they get disaffiliated and, and disassociated from the people in that, in that society. Uh, and, and you don't get to, you know, you're not going to be let allowed at the stores. You're not going to be a part of the people that are there. People are going to basically ostracize and shun you, uh, kind of in a similar way that Amish people do. Um, you're just not going to be allowed to be a part of it. Um, and until you, uh, your uh, conduct uh, of not of not victimizing people comes into uh, co comport with the other people that are in that society, you're going to have to find a new one. And uh, your reputation is going to precede you when you go there. So right. the, the uh, far more important than, you know, we're going to throw you in a cage and we're going to make is no one's going to want to be around you. If you if you're someone that steals uh, and you're not willing to uh, to learn from your mistakes, no one's going to want to be around you. And that reputation is going to follow you. Now, Alex in the comments said, uh, I was thinking littering since it violates property rights and the punishment would be clean. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. That actually would be even less so. Right. And yes, the punishment would be here. Pick that up. Like, you know, and, pick it up. Yeah. And maybe clean up, clean up other litter around. Um, Again, if it's like a regular ongoing thing. Okay, great. Here you get to learn what litter is like. Right. You know, it, it, this is what happens when you're littering on people's property. So now you got to go and clean it up. So yeah. yeah, no, that probably, that's probably even a smaller one. Than a, than a simple, uh, um, you know, a simple robbery type of thing. But these are examples of crimes that, yes, they are acts of aggression, uh, but you're not going to get tactically McNuked. There's also proportionality. The proportionality of littering is clean up the litter. That's how you make a right on that. Yes. Now, um, for anybody who is just joining us, uh, this is our 200th episode. 200 episodes. And uh, we are only doing personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor Colin moments. Yes. Um, so, oh yeah, we didn't do a Chris thing at the beginning. Oh, so this episode, by the way, is also brought to you by personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you are in uh, Florida, which is where we both are right now, right now in the great state of bad God, Florida, uh, then you, uh, if you get personally injured, then look at that smiling face right now. That man is going to potentially get you the kind of money that you deserve uh, in uh, recompense for the harm that has happened to you. And so if you go to ChrisReynoldsLaw.com uh, and contact Chris today, uh, he may be able to sue those people. It's very true. Very possible. Now, because this is the 200th episode and the yes. personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, spectacular. Um, anchor Colin, spectacular. Anchor Colin, but yeah, spectacular. spectacular yeah, uh, we are doing a couple of raffles today. Yes. Um, so package A for package A, you're going to get a bunch of stuff. You're going to get so much stuff. Well, it's technically an auction, not a raffle. That's a valid point. Yeah. Uh, an auction, including this autographed picture of the two of us smiling, smiling. And if you notice, I am on no other side. I am on the left. Yes. I am on the left. But yet, as, but, but yet I have signed the left. But he has signed the left and I have signed the it's right. It's a wacky signed picture it where we've it. signed each other's bodies, holes. And if you also, uh, you also will get one of these original Muddy Waters Media Spike Cohen. You, you can't read any of that. No. Spike Cohen, you are the power bracelets uh, that we have. Um, and you will also get two uh, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus buttons, a yep. small one and a large one. You will also get a embroidered, a beautifully, beautifully embroidered, embroidered 
Muddied Waters Media patch. That comes with both packages. Now, package A, in addition to that, comes with this signed copy of Universal Basic Income for and against by Anthony Samaroff, an absolutely fantastic human being, uh, and he has signed it in Scottish. He has signed it in Scottish. Yes, he has. And it begins with ach I. So it's literally signed in Scottish. Uh, and then package, package, B. package B, you get Sarah Anderegg's. This is actually Sarah Anderegg's. Uh, suckle on the teat of liberty, or sorry, suckle on the teat of freedom shirt um, that she has autographed herself and Spike and I are, have also autographed. Um, and we are bidding these two things off, package A, package B. Right now, the leading bid for package A is... Is two hundred? Is it? I think. I think so. I think it's two hundred. Yeah, the leading bid for package A. Oh, Jay Adam Wegs, thank you for yeah, the five dollars. Appreciate yes. you. We'll, we'll we'll go back to that in one second. Uh, package A, it's looking like two hundred. And package B is one fifty. These are rookie numbers. We got to get these numbers up. You got to pump those numbers. Got to pump up. these numbers up, folks. Now, Jay Adam Weggs uh, made a, a very generous five dollar contribution. Thank you, uh, Adam. Uh, and he says, "Friendly reminder that Missouri passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act on Saturday, making federal enforcement of gun laws illegal in Missouri, which is just amazing. That's not just constitutional carry. That's the true. Second. It's also the Tenth Amendment." Uh, preservation, which is saying that because the government has no business uh, infringing on the right to keep and bear arms, that the state will step in and, and stop them from doing so. Uh, so that's a fantastic um, bid. And I'm it's now Alex Boyer is bidding 0. 0.06 Bitcoin, 0. 0.006 Bitcoin. Um, 0. 0.006 Bitcoin. I don't know. What which that. is $238.94. So that's, assuming he's serious, that's what the new bid is. Yes. $238.94. Let's say $240. $240. Yeah, $240. That's, that's the equivalent of $240. Is that that's package A? Yeah, for okay. package A. $240 for package A. And for package B. A for Anthony. A for Anthony. B for my baby Sarah uh, is... <laughs> One hundred and fifty dollars, and honestly, I appreciate all of you not being really creepy and bidding yeah, really I was high on say, this. I, I, was I appreciate it. it was I'm afraid that one person is going to get into the uh, comments, and um, they're going to bid an insane amount of money. Uh, oh, it's actually any enforcement of federal gun control laws, regulations, executive orders, and any other form of uh, gun restriction is illegal in uh, in Missouri now, which is really great. Oh, cool. But yes, no, that's fantastic. So here is our next question from Alex Boyer. Uh, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> hello, hello. Alex from Virginia calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney law anchor, call-in moment. And I was at work last night. I work at a paper mill. We make these big rolls of paper. And I was loading a rail car with these big rolls of paper. They weighed about four tons each. And I ended up having to unload this car because it was going over a bridge somewhere and had a weight restriction where the whole car could only weigh 260,000 pounds. Right. We went a little bit over that. Had to unload it. It was a whole ordeal. 
maybe one of Yin's know something about moving freight cars that I don't, but the actual locomotive weighs 350,000 pounds, which is higher than 260 last I checked. Yes. Am I living in Atlas Shrugged? Uh, not yet because no one is shrugging <laughs> or very few people are shrugging. But yes, this is a, a perfect example of a stupid government regulation. Now, I would assume that the 260,000 pounds was arbitrarily set for a specific reason that probably no longer makes sense. I don't I don't I'm not going to pretend to know why that's the cutoff. But as you said, the actual locomotive itself is almost 100,000 pounds heavier than that. So why are we talking about this? So our next one from Alex Boyer. Hello, hello, Alex from Virginia, calling in personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney law, you're calling on me, you know the deal. All right. Following it up on my previous question, um, I'm just going to point out that if I am living in Atlas Shrugged, I will absolutely be making a John Galt-like radio broadcast, but I don't have access to radio broadcasting, so I will be leaving you guys roughly 151 minute comments on the personal injury attorney Chris Brown's <laughs> attorney law intern call-in moment. It's going to be a long moment. Okay. Sorry. That's perfectly fine. That's That'll take up at least one episode we'll yes. just play them back we'll to back to back them. to back <laughs> not even respond we'll just be like good point and then we'll play the next one right so thank you the next one comes from matthew crowley who i had the pleasure of meeting in florida this weekend hello spike my name is matthew and i'm running for Warner haven city commissioner down here in florida my question is how can local libertarians help these nonpartisan races that libertarians are running in thank you so how can libertarians help other libertarians that are running in these races? I think, first of all, you need to uh, identify the ones that are running um, and uh, bring come to them and ask, well, two things, see what they need and also let them know what your talents are. Some people are great with the back end stuff that's needed, that's sorely needed. It's often underappreciated, but it is sorely needed. The, you know, the, the looking at, uh, you know, uh, voter data, uh, putting together um, uh, packets and things like that, putting together uh, literature, uh, all these different things that need to be done in order for the candidate to have the kind of resources that they need and have the, the lists and names of people that they need to contact and all of that stuff. Um, if you might be good at door knocking, you might be good at the sign waving, you might be good at, uh, you know, you, you might have media contacts. Uh, you might just be able to, you might not have a lot of time, but you've got money so you can donate. Uh, pretty much whatever your, whatever your gifts or talents or, or, you know, whatever you can bring to the table, bring it and also see, you know, what they primarily need help with. Um, also, you know, you can always con, you can always get in touch with the people closest to you and let them know why you're voting for and supporting that candidate. Speaking of which, uh, again, Matthew Crowley is running for Winter Haven City Council. Winter Haven is just outside of, uh, commission. Commissioner. Commissioner. Uh, and it is, uh, he is, uh, Winter Haven is, uh, in, um, Polk it, County. I yeah. Believe. It's, it's like, it's late. It's sort of where the LPF com convention was. Yeah. Just outside of Lakeland in Polk County. Uh, so if you live anywhere near there, uh, pretty much anywhere in Florida, uh, or really anywhere, cause I mean, you can help people online, uh, go get in touch with Matthew Crowley, uh, for Winter Haven city commissioner. Yes. 
And thank you for your question, Matthew. Appreciate it. Our next uh, question is from the Eskimo Libertarian herself, Nellick Trump. Hey, Matt and Spike. This is the Eskimo Libertarian, and I just wanted to say thank you for inviting us onto Muddy Wires Media. We had a great time with our first episode, and I want to wish you guys a happy 200th episode. Great job, guys, and keep it up. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so much. And happy first episode to you of uh, of Cajun and Igloo from Bayou to Igloo. I also, Cajun and Igloo? What did I say? You said Cajun, Cajun and Igloo. Cajun and Eskimo from Bayou to Igloo. Uh, it was uh, it was hilarious. It, you, you guys obviously had killed a lot it. of fun. Yeah, you killed, killed it. it. Great, great, great first episode. Killed it. Now, I know that your co-host has been online saying that he is a better host than the two of us and while i will admit that cajun does have his talents and i can see why people enjoy him it's why we asked him to come on the show and even though he put up a a, put up a fight put up a fight he put up a fight he did we will admit that he put up quite the fight yes he is not he he would not be able to sit behind the coveted muddied waters microphones to handle this show yet no no he is not there yet. no no you 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 are you are on your way but the uh the young skywalker has not the young padawan the young padawan has not surpassed i don't know star wars (laughs) the young padawan has not reached jedi master level yet but he is on his way. Now, speaking yes. of Cajun, um, I'm certain I know he's got a comment in here later, but coming up in three weeks, four weeks, coming up soon, Tunica, Mississippi. Yes, Tunica, Mississippi for the Breaking Boundaries event in Tunica. Uh, the Muddied Waters crew will be there. Matt, me, Cajun, Eskimo, forgot their names, Noel, Noel and, and, and Nalik will be there. Uh, in Tunica, Mississippi, for the Libertarian Party of Mississippi's Breaking Boundaries event, uh, where we will be uh, doing an incredible event to help the Libertarian Party of Mississippi to break through the boundaries that are set by the Republicrats and work to set Mississippi free. Yes. So if you want to, uh, do we have a link for that? Do you know? No? Cajun, if you can put the link in the comments and then we'll just share it from here, I would appreciate it. Um, But uh, yeah, go to that site, donate, 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 make sure that we can help out as much as we possibly can um, and make sure that we can all attend this wonderful, wonderful event. And while you are feeling generous and donating, don't forget Package A comes with all the stuff we've already talked about, plus the Universal Basic Income by Anthony uh, Samaroff. By Anthony Samaroff, fantastic guy. When you can understand what he's saying, and you will understand that when you get this, because you can't. It's very illegible. You. Can't, you it's just. A it word. takes you a minute. You may need to contact us, and we'll read it to right, you. Right. We we will be happy to read it to you. It was pretty. Package tough. B. Uh, Suckle on the tea of freedom shirt. Suckle on the tea. Suckle on the tea of freedom shirt. With <laughs> that was a shirt once owned by the wonderful and beautiful super fan Sarah Anderegg, uh, that she has been happy enough to autograph. Right now the bid is two forty for package A and one fifty for package B. There we go. Uh, I saw somebody in the comments say, "How do we bid?" Uh, just bid in the comments, and if we don't call it out, um, just keep 
repeating it. And we will see it eventually. Just keep bidding in the comments and we will see it. And I'm just looking for that link. Uh, it is the, go. It's Alice Wonder just posted it. Oh. So I'm going to see if I can. Neat. I can copy. We're just going to paste that right there. So that is now in the comments. Uh, oh, I can't do that, can I? They don't let me. Yeah, go. here, give me one second, I'll do it. Okay. Okay. So, so here is our next comment from the ink from Connie Keller from from Liberty Shamrocker herself. Liberty, Liberty Shamrocker. Hey, Jimmy Lee here. Oh, Jimmy Lee, I'm calling in for the Chris Reynolds anchor call-in moment. So, Spike, I got thrown a curveball today, um, or the other day, on Clubhouse. So this is a question about individual civil liberties and owning your own life, your body, and self-ownership. Mm -hmm. So the other day, I uh, had an individual come to one of, our, one of our clubhouses, and his mom is schizophrenic, and she also has emphysema. So the, the problem he's running into is he can't make medical decisions for her, and she keeps going into the hospital for emphysema, but then refusing treatment she doesn't think she has it right so the question really is is where at what point as libertarians do we draw the line for self-ownership and allowing uh either i hate to be the status and say the word state um or an individual taking over the rights for that person since since they're really not able to make that decision so that's an excellent question that is Jim. a great question and this is where sometimes people get confused about libertarian positions on things. So in order for someone to be able to exert their own autonomy and self-ownership, they need to be able to demonstrate that they have um, a level of competence and informed consent. Now, the vast majority of time, that's not difficult. You don't have to prove you're smart or intelligent or anything like that. You just have to prove that you have a bit, you're able to have a basic concept of understanding. This is where arbitration is going to exist in any kind of civil society. There are some libertarians that convince themselves, and, and not just libertarians, some some other, uh, you know, uh, left-wing anarchists and uh, other people that, you know, believe that you can create this post-arbitration society where everything is so uh, um, uh, uh, airtight that there's never any potential disagreement. This is a perfect example of where there would be. So in any kind of civil society, including a voluntary one that does a post-state voluntary society, there's going to have to be some kind of arbitration involved where if someone has a relative who because of either uh, uh, schizophrenia or Alzheimer's or whatever issue that's preventing them from being dementia, some issue that's preventing them from being able to make basic decisions for themselves, not just that they make bad decisions, but that they're unable to make basic decisions for themselves, that someone can step in and say, no, we are giving the, I guess, power of irrevocable power of attorney to this person or only revocable by us power of attorney. And, and people will say, okay, but in a post-state society, how do we determine who is the arbitration body that can do this if there isn't a government forcing us? This is where the concept of voluntary governance comes in. If you are choosing to be in a society or a community that has this arbitration body, then you are bound to its decisions until such time as you say, I don't want to be a part of that anymore, in which case you're disassociated from it and can't uh, enjoy the benefits of being part of it anymore. This is not a perfect system. There are always going to be people who are you know, treated 
not not the best or left behind or you know uh, given preferential treatment. This exists in all systems, and there's no way to avoid that from ever happening. But by making it more of a voluntary system, it greatly reduces the potential for abuse because if if enough people decide that this system is corrupt or is you know in inequitable or abusive, then people will back back out of it and go form another one or join another one that already exists, which will put uh, pressure, competitive pressure on all these different providers to be good at what they're doing, as opposed to what we have now, where it's a monopoly and there's nothing we can do about it. But yes, in that situation, there's always going to be some kind of arbitration board that's going to determine, is this person able to make basic decisions for themselves? And if not, who should be the rightful person to make those decisions, at least until they're in a situation where they can make them for themselves? Yep. So here is the next one from Christopher. It says from Christopher Narnell, but it, this might be Jimmy again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Chris Narnell from out here in uh, Appalachia, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Long time caller, first time listener. Um, so this question goes to either sure. Matt, Spike, or both. Um, let's say theoretically the United States has to change its name. It's copyrighted. The Chinese own it. Something I don't know. Um, but the United States Apple has to change it. its name. What would you change its name to, and why? So, wh- if I were to change the name, um, I would simply drop one of the S's, and it'd be the United States of America because the way that we have been going recently, we are not. We are not a uh, republic of 50 different states that are working together uh, for one great nation. Uh, Instead, we have one government that has been leading over everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead of calling us the United States of America, I I would say we are the United State of America. And you could even throw in we are the United State of America by force. Yeah. that's not the ideal thing that I would like to change it to, but being that that's how it has been for the last. Adam says state plus Missouri. <laughs> right. Um, yes. The United States of America. Uh, but yes, the United State of America is what I would, what I would change it to right now. I would hopefully change it to something different in the future. But right now that is the only thing I could think of that would be acceptable. The United States of America. Cause you said remove the S. I did. Um, yeah. Stephen, so, Stephen with a V. Yeah. Uh, Stephen with a V. Yeah. Good old Vivan. <laughs> I, yeah. I signed something to Stephen with a V and so I signed it Vivan. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, what would I want to change it to? Well, there's one of two ways you can go about it. You can change it to what you'd like to aspire for it to be. Um, or you can, uh, you can go, go, change, you can go with, with what Matt just didn't actually describe it. Um, so if I were going to change it to what I wanted it to be, uh, I would just, I would call it something like, um, the free peoples of America. But the problem is, unless you actually change the system, you're really just, you know, creating more gaslighting for people who think that they're free when they're really not. And that's not good. So it would probably be better to go the mat route in which I would just call it the state. Which, in all fairness, most of us call it that anyway. The state. The state. The state. The state. That's what I would call it. The state. Yes. Um, That's a good question. That is a good question. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, So here is one from the Cajun Libertarian who is not as good of a host as us, by the way. And he's about to prove this.
What does Spike dream of when he takes a little spiky snooze? Dream of muddied water, so wearing Eskimos cute panda suit. Don't you worry, your pretty Jewish head. We're gonna get you back to Tasha and her cozy Tasha bed. Wow. Then we're gonna find our best friend, Madeline. We're gonna give him a best friend snack. Mad, mad, whoa, mad, maddie, maddie, mad, right. <laughs> if he's been murdered by crystal meth tweakers, Sarah is shit out of luck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're playing that again. Yes. That might be our theme song. That's our song now. <laughs> that might be the theme song for the show. Crystal meth tweakers. What does Spike dream of when he takes a little spiky snooze? Does he dream of muddied water? So wearing Eskimo's cute panda suit. Don't you worry, your pretty Jewish head. We're gonna get you back to Tasha and her cozy Tasha bed. Then we're gonna find our best friend, Madeline. We're gonna give him a best friend snack. Mad, mad, whoa, mad, maddie, mad. <laughs> if he's been murdered by crystal meth tweakers. I got dark. Sarah's shit out of luck. Wow. That's. That is. I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> that is. Um... I think I dream of going back to the cozy Tasha bed. <laughs> even if I'm. <laughs> that was the actual question. Right. Was, what does Spike dream of when he takes his little spiky nap? Yeah. And if I get murdered by crystal mouth tweakers. Wow. Yeah, Sarah's. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll take Sarah, care of Sarah. Sarah's not totally. She she has. It, she she is the benefactor of my uh, life insurance. So. Well, you got that. Yeah, so I mean, she's got that going for her, which yeah. is kind of nice, I guess. I mean, it's better than not having that. But yeah, um, and we'll help Sarah. Sarah will not be alone, and we will not rest until we find justice for Matt, and take down the crystal meth tweaker gang. Right. That it's um it's actually written into our contracts that if either one of us are murdered by crystal meth tweakers, um that muddied waters will take a take care of the other one yeah, significant we'll put, other put, and put hits out on that game right. So truly, that just depends on the supporters that's, making sure that they continue to donate to make sure that Sarah incredible. would be okay. And, and later on, I will read uh, from my will uh, that goes further into what's to happen if I do ever actually die. Um, so here's the final question that we have from Josh. Yes. Hey, Matt and Spike. Josh McCose here. Me and one of my friends were talking about the increasing trend of libertarian awakening amongst generations. Yes. I had pointed out that Generation Z and Alpha are both have had access to technology since their um, child, since their pretty much their um, infanthood. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they have had more choices available since birth, which has instilled some libertarian philosophy. Yes. I think that we may see a large awakening three to four generations. What is your pers perspective on this? So, also, Spike, how much, how, how much salmon have you had this week? And when are you and Tasha moving to Alaska? 
there is no way of knowing how much salmon I've had, but it's it's measured in many pounds. <laughs> I, I just want to say he watched me I, tell, talk about how how I eat fish. I, I've told this story to like four different people today. <laughs> so uh, Spike and I uh, had dinner last night. Well, first we hung out at the fish zoo. We did. Yesterday. We went to the we went to the to the water zoo. The water zoo because things there that are not fish. That's true. So That's you a have good to point. It's right. so it's the the, the water, water zoo, zoo or the liquid zoo. Um, so I went to the liquid zoo and uh, Spike got to see what did you call me? Oh, aquaculture expert Matt. Yeah, aquaculture expert Matt. My favorite Matt. Yeah. Um, so he got to see me do that. And then after that, we, uh, we picked up food, um, for ourselves and our perspective, our, our respective families, um, at perspective. perspective. I mean, for you, it's a perspective. Yeah. For me, it's perspective. For you, it's perspective. Right. Um, legally. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, so we picked up bonefish. Yeah. We went to bonefish to get. I did not know that Bonefish did like party packs to yeah. go. Did I'm, not know this. Being a pescatarian and a Jew, I know the way to get the most already cooked fish possible. If you go to Bonefish, they have these uh, family packs that they sell for thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, keep in charge. Keep keep up with this. Okay, with this now, if you go to a Bonefish, the average meal there, like a salmon meal, is going to be like probably about twenty bucks, give or take. So two people eating there, you get maybe two pieces of salmon and whatever sides you get and drinks or whatever, you're already in 40 something bucks, probably 50 something bucks before tip. For $39.99, they give you a big like clamshell, you know, the, the plastic container full of salmon fillets or mahi fillets. We got one of each. Uh, like, like what, 10 of them, 12 of them. Yeah. Like uh, a bunch of them. Just a, it was a lot. Then you get another one filled with uh, the salad of your choice. Uh, then you get another one filled with um, filled with uh, uh, the side of your choice. You usually can get either broccoli or um, green beans or rice. Um, and again, filled to the brim. Uh, and then they give you uh, a side of cookies, of uh, mixed cookies. Um, and then they give you what else? A bunch of bread. Bread. So much bread. They give you like four or five like pieces of bread like they bring out. That does not help him out even a little bit. Yeah, I don't have, it I don't have the bread me. and I don't have the cookies. I have the the uh, the the side, and I have the the fish for thirty nine ninety nine. So we got two of these with tip. It was still uh, it was just at a hundred bucks that we got these things, and it was enough for me to eat. Yes, because uh, yeah. So I had two pieces of mahi and two salmon and some salad and broccoli, and these are the pieces that like. They're a little bit smaller than if you just ordered a piece of salmon at a restaurant, like a bonefish. It's about maybe a half to two thirds of the side of that right. one piece. That right. You You're get. not getting like the full fillet. You're yeah. getting a portion of it, but it's still. It's pretty decent. It's substantial. Size. Yeah. So Matt got basically the equivalent of one salmon and, and one mahi plus the sides and all that. Right. Plus the sides. Yeah. Spike. <laughs> he had. I'm going to have to try to describe this for our audio listeners as much as uh, for the visual ones. He had a mound that was roughly four and a half inches high yeah. that it it was the highest level thing in Florida because Florida doesn't like have hills or mountains. Yeah. No, it's like it was, completely yeah. flat. Yeah. And his his mound of fish was the it was it, it was Mount Pescado here in Florida 
and my fishy mound. Yeah, his fi- his fishy hill, and he um he was the Jewish man that went up a fishy hill and finished a fishy mountain because he went back for more. Yes, he did. He went back I, for more. He, if I had to guess on weight, which I didn't hold his plate, yeah, because that would have been a little weird, yeah. But he was using two hands to hold it to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that it wouldn't fall because it was like literally Because right, you didn't want Yeah. 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 Um, if I had to guess, he probably went through about four pounds of fish. Roughly. Last night. Yes. And that wasn't the only time he's had fish on this trip. Yes. And I ate the rest uh, this morning. <laughs> Did you really? Well, what, what you and, and Tasha did me. Yes. Right. I, I eat a lot of fish. And I, I think it's important for all of you to understand. When I say I eat fish like I'm a pescatarian, that means I eat a lot of it because that's all I I don't eat carbs. I eat fish. I eat fruit. Well, I guess there's carbs and fruit there and vegetable, is. but I don't eat like bread. Bread. And and I eat some rice, but not a lot. I don't eat like filling stuff. I eat fish, which is very lean meat, uh, and I eat vegetables and fruit that's what i eat and none of those things are extremely fulfilling so i eat a lot of them i have six to ten cups of vegetables a day and usually anywhere between two and five pounds of fish yeah it it was a lot of fish it's brain food yeah so what was i forgot what his question was he said he has it Real quick, yeah, we're going to just have to play that again because I don't remember what. His... Oh, oh, the the Amen, uh, so something about generation. Yeah, so so this generation, it's a weird dichotomy of things that's happening right now. In one way, they're being exposed to a very inherently con um, consent anti-authoritarian message that no one should be able to make you do something that you don't consent to. You know. Whereas, you know, at one point, rape was popularly understood to just be, um, you know, forcing someone to have sex with you. There's increasing understanding that defrauding someone or lying to someone for sex is kind of a form of rape. And uh, and um, uh, that, you know, uh, coercing or trying to talk someone into it is also a form of rape. It may not be forcible, violent rape, but it's still a form of rape. Um, and we're doing this with everything. And so there are a lot of people that are maybe our age and older who are going, oh, these kids, they're a bunch of mamby-pambies. No, they're, they're not. They're actually getting that ex- that consent needs to be explicit. You're hearing more and more that you can't, you shouldn't make a kid sit on someone's lap or give someone a hug that they don't want to. Yes, they're kids. Yes, they can't you know, fully make decisions for themselves, but they should be allowed to decide if they want to hug someone or not. And if they feel weirded out by someone, maybe go on that, or at the very least, let them decide if they want to do something. All of this is pointing to a generation of kids. And it kind of started with, I'm technically a millennial, I'm just a very old one. It started with millennials, and it has continued to intensify this idea that consent is key in all things. Well, that is what libertarianism is based on. The reason that taxation is bad is because it's being taken from you against your will, right? It's being coerced out of you. The reason that, uh, you know, all of the things that come from the state are bad is because we didn't consent to them. It was enforced upon us. At the same time, there being, Harry Brown said this over 20 years ago now, probably over 30 years ago now, government is, as he would put it, breaking their legs and handing them crutches. He's making the cost of living and the barrier to entry so high for poor for young people who typically don't have much of their own wealth uh, and for poor people in general um, that they can't get by without assistance 
from the state. If they if they their parents aren't wealthy, if they don't have someone who's wealthy who's willing to help them, uh, and if they aren't some kind of extremely exceptional person who's able to just you know do a, a high vertical leap up to that first bottom rung of the ladder that they can get to of the economic ladder, the vast majority of them are going to need assistance. And then they're told, well, this assistance is helping you because of those greedy corporations that have made things so uh, so expensive. So while they're being given a very explicit anti-authoritative authoritarian message in one way, in another way, they're being told you need government and you need programs to help you. A lot of people are taking that for laziness, and it's not. If you cannot afford entry into the housing market, if you can barely afford rent even with roommates or with a partner, if you cannot afford higher education without some kind of assistance or, again, having some kind of genius IQ that gets you a scholarship, it doesn't work the way that it did for people my age and older, where you can work part time and make your play your way through college, and you can you know go and buy a car and a house right out of school because you know you don't have much loans to speak of, and all of that is the fault of the government. So it is incumbent upon us to tell this generation that yes, you are correct. You own yourself. You have autonomy. Consent is key in all things, and against your consent. The state, the republicrats, created a system that is robbing you of the ability to provide for yourself. It is taking your bread from you and giving you back crumbs. It is, as Harry Brown put it, breaking your legs, handing you a crutch, and saying, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have a crutch. And so instead of, you know, uh, uh, slothing these kids off as being... Um, lazy or, or or feckless, we need to look at the fact that they're not. There's nothing uniquely bad about them. What's uniquely bad is the situation they're in. And leaning into the anti-authoritarian message that's already there, we can very easily thread that needle of saying, and it is those authoritarians that put you in the situation you're in. Yeah. And I saw somebody in the comments, uh, da, 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 da. I still say if you voluntarily pay taxes, you should get your uh, head check. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, however, what I would say to that, uh, what I would say to that is, yeah, if you should want to voluntarily pay taxes, yes, you should get your head check. But if you want to voluntarily donate to different organizations that will be doing the exact same thing that yeah. uh, the government pretends to do through taxation, you shouldn't get like totally That's fine. That's you are you donating to, to the things that you feel are important enough for you to donate. Yeah. Uh, yes. If you want to donate, to, if you want to voluntarily pay taxes, there's something definitely wrong with you. Yeah. And now there's a key between choosing to pay taxes to avoid what they'll do to you if you don't, which is what the vast majority of us are doing. And then they're saying, yay, I like paying taxes because that's how we fund our society. It's like, no, nah, that's not really true. It's taxes are the prices that you pay to live in a society where you were taxed to pay society. for a society um, and, 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 a, and a society that's not benefiting most people. That's actually taking from most people. Um, we live in a society. We live in a society. We live in a society. So thank you guys for so, your yeah, questions. Definitely. Thank you all for your questions. Uh, that is all of the questions today for have. the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor, anchor call-in moment. moment. So what we have to do now is do the final peddling of this, of this. But before we get to that, let's talk about this weekend, this past weekend. Okay. We had a lot of fun. We did. We had a we had a great time. We got to hang out for like a few days. We, yeah, it's it. This is the 
This is the most that we have had a chance to hang out since before I got the nomination. Yes, in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. The last time Matt and I hung out for more than a few hours was when uh, he came to South Carolina for the South Carolina Libertarian uh, Convention. Yep. And we hung out with Vermin Supreme and Dave Jones, who was Vermin's Southeast uh, coordinator, who is now he is now doing a great job as the chair of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. Yes. Um, and we had a really great time. Little do we know that that was the beginning of uh, the process that would lead to Vermin and his team asking me to run as his vice president, like a matter of like two weeks later. Um, so we got to hang out. We, we spent most of that weekend, but we've actually spent more time this time. Because we, yeah. Uh, well, so, I mean, yeah. I stayed at your house. That's true. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess I was yeah, it wasn't your, quite as much. But yeah. Right. Um, but more days, but not as much. Right, time, exactly. More days. And the the first time that we hung out, you know, we we drove up to South Carolina. Uh, we Or we drove up to wherever the convention was going to be in South Carolina. I don't yeah, uh, Florence. Florence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We drove up to Florence together and uh, then... We went back and I hung out with you and Tasha for like a day. For like a day or two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. This time, um, the difference has been you, me, Sarah, Superfan Sarah Andreg, mm-hmm. and Tasha have all been hanging out. You got to meet the uh, you got to meet Sarah's kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to meet the boys. Uh, little, and D- little DJ, David and Jacob. Yeah, got to meet David and Jacob. We got to uh we started at the Libertarian Party of Florida convention in Lakeland. In Lakeland. Um, so we actually met there. Right. Even though we flew we flew into Tampa, drove there, you met us the next day. Right. We got to hang out, had a great time at the Florida convention. Congratulations to everyone in this party, in the state party of Florida. Um, I'm So I just want to say, I, I am a member of the Libertarian Party of Florida. Um, I have been on and off since 2013, I think, for 13, 14. Um, and right now... What is happening in in the state of Florida uh, with the Libertarian Party? I am the most excited about everything going on right now in Florida than I have like since the beginning of my tenure uh, here. And a lot of the people in leadership here, I'm very excited. Stephen Nicola is a wonderful person. Yes, he's doing a great. He job. He's doing a great job. I like a lot of the stuff that he has going on. Um, and Josh, uh, I don't know how to say Josh's last name. Oh, have, 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 right. Black, uh, yeah. It, Josh. Josh, who just won uh, the vice chair. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Yeah. Um, but to everybody who won here in Florida, congratulations. Yeah. And I am very excited to see what you guys do going forward. Um, and if you guys need anything, if any of you are watching right now, um, please feel free to reach out. Uh, Muddied Waters Media is here as a platform to help you push any uh, events that you are doing or uh, any any uh, fundraisers or yeah, anything like we'd, that. We'd be, we'd happy, be to happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. And that's an open invitation to all the state affiliates. But, you know, obviously we have a special place in our hearts for places like Florida and South Carolina because we live there. Because we're there. Um, now, Cajun says he's coming on the show very soon. I'm not sure if you mean uh, I think Steven. that's Steven. Yeah, Steven. Um, Sarah, super fan Sarah Anderig was a, a delegate for the first she time. She was a delegate. Got to watch the, the fun of that, of business and what that's like. Um, it was just a great... Uh, and- I will say this is this made me so upset because I had not been to a convention in a few years. And I'll tell you why. For anybody out there who has been to a libertarian convention, you will understand when I say this. I don't want to spend the majority of my day arguing over the word and 
or 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 whether something should be a semicolon or a colon. Yeah. I don't want to do it. No. Uh, which is why I typically don't go to conventions. Yeah. And I have told her this. And I have told her stories about the one of the last conventions I went to. Yeah. I can't say the last one anymore because I've been to multiple in different been, states now. Um, well, the last national. Uh, this the We can just say the 2016 national one. It wasn't. It was the 2016 Florida one. Oh, 2016 Florida one. Um, they were arguing over, I believe it was an and or an if. Or an and or an or. They were arguing about this for two and a half hours. Just sounds about right. Yeah, two and a half hours. And then they tabled it. And they said, we're going to pick this up tomorrow. And then the very next day... They started arguing it again, and after about another hour of this argument, somebody stood up and said, actually, according to the bylaws, since we tabled it, we can't speak about it again until next convention. Mm. So they wasted three and a half to four hours of my life arguing and or or, and I said, I'm never coming back to one of these things again. <laughs> and now you've been, you've been back to several. I've been but back that, to that's the beauty of the business, and some people enjoy that. Some people just do it because it's necessary, and then they go back to doing stuff that actually brings people into the party. Right. Um, the, uh, yeah, uh, but this can be like, it was seamless. Seamless. So, so on the Saturday night, they actually were so far ahead of schedule that it was like two hours ahead. So they voted to start doing Sunday's business because they'd already finished up with Saturday's business. And they did that. And we had a great time that night um, hanging out with everyone. Got to salsa dance with Martha Bueno. Um, and uh, Martha. Huh? Martha. I just said Martha. You said Martha. Oh, Martha. Martha. I've been calling her Martha, but it's Martha. Yeah, it's uh, Martha Bueno. Martha Bueno. Martha Bueno. Since she's got an English name, I'm going to say it Englishy. Martha Bueno. Uh, was got to salsa dance with her, and then on uh, and my wife, um, and then on Sunday. Not with me though, he didn't salsa dance with me this time. You want to salsa dance with me next time? I mean, you made when I was in South Carolina. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I made you salsa dance briefly with me. Yes, he made me salsa dance briefly without your consent. Right. Um, He just said you're dancing with me, and I was like, I don't want to do that. Yes, I'm comfortable sitting right here. So then on Sunday, they were able to get everything else done. We closed out early, got to have, uh, you know, even more of our Sunday back. It was just a great event. I want to call out a few people. Uh, Trixie, who uh, made the Liberty Dogs treats that they donated uh, for us, Tash and I, to give to the Humane Society uh, back home, uh, Humane Society of North Myrtle Beach. Thank you so much for those. Um, the group Defy the Power, you can find them on Facebook, uh, Defy the Power. Uh, they were making these uh, really cool custom bottles uh, or custom tumblers. And oh, they, yeah, gave us, they gave us a Spike Cohen, You Are the Power, One of a Kind tumbler. Um, and uh, that was very kind. So go check out Defy the Power. And then one of our fans and followers, Dean Peterson, painted a like a full-on painting. I should have brought it so you could see it, but I was afraid... That I was gonna, I was gonna break it on the way here. It's an actual canvas painting of me and Tasha dancing, and it's from a, I guess, a screenshot from a video of us dancing in California. And it was absolutely beautiful. You see the water on the moonlight there. And uh, Dean, we love you so much. Thank you so much for that painting. Uh, we got to meet so many incredible people and hang out with ones we already knew. Um, got to see some incredible work being done there in Florida. Uh, some awesome candidates that are going to be running. Hopefully, we'll get some of them on the on the on the shows very soon. Yeah. And uh, and then we came back here uh, to the Tampa Bay area, uh, hung out at the Water Zoo. Uh, I actually got to sleep in two days in a row, which is like unheard of. 
And uh, yeah, I had a really good time. No, it's been it's been fantastic having you here. Um, it's been fantastic having you here, and I always knew that it would be. Um, oh, and you know, just getting you and I never get a chance to just. Be, just hang out. Just hang out. Every time that we're together, it's usually online or we're discussing we're, muddied water stuff. Yeah. Or we're doing or we're together, but we're doing stuff. The last time we saw each other was in Orlando for that event. Yes. And you watched me run around like a crazy person and sign 500 autographs and do shoot yep. uh, promos for upcoming events. And, you know, jump into your car, run to a studio, record, record this, an immediately run back because the bus was waiting for me to go take off. <laughs> the for, bus was threatening to leave. Threatening to leave the, me. The, the, the candidate. actual candidate. That's how late we were. Leave. And then and then go to Miami where ultimately I did my illegal event in Miami. Um, that was what pretty much every time we're together, that's what it's like. We don't really get to hang out. So this has been really cool. No, it's been it's been an absolute blast having you here in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. And um I honestly I can't wait till uh me, Sarah and the kids can get up to Myrtle yes. you guys or you guys can get back down here. That's gonna be really just cool. so we can all do this all over again and next time. So Well, in when, fact when we when, when when we were in Atlanta, yes. When we were in Atlanta together, that was cool. That was fun. The Georgia convention yeah, where I became yeah. a member of the Georgia party, <laughs> accidentally. Um, it was an accident. Well, they wouldn't let me come to the convention unless I did. Right. So they tricked me. Um, we went to Waffle House, and he took a picture of my waffle and the syrup that I used, and oh, then asked, and then asked if that was normal. And thank you to everybody out there who resoundingly said yes of course that is that was i want to take it brimley is still and, alive and yet his goat wait no he's dead isn't he wilford brimley i think he uh, mm-hmm. wilford brimley wilford whether or not wilford brimley is alive his ghost appeared to <laughs> tell us about liberty medical wilford, wilford brimley. brimley yeah oh man he died recently just just, That's why I was wondering. Yeah, he died less than a year ago. Yep. Shout out to Wilford Brimley. Rest in peace forever. His Dying ghost baby. came back. This was back when he was still alive. His ghost came briefly to us to say diabetes. Diabetes. Um, but yeah, so I want to take a picture of the amount of salmon that Spike, or just fish in general, that's, uh, that Spike will consume in one sitting. Mm. Like I want to do a time lapse of it because nobody would believe it. Yeah, next time we'll do a video of me eating like an entire plate full of fish fillets. Yes. Like it's a lot. I ate probably like 10 of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. And um, then I got more. And I was actually being so I told Matt, and I told this is true. I was kind of backing <laughs> off so I didn't seem weird. Cause I wanted to like really like fill it, fill it, which is why I ate some, and then I'm like. He's like, you're going back for more, aren't you? And I'm like, well, that's I, that's less than I usually eat. But I didn't want you to think I'm weird. And it's like, yeah, too late for that. <laughs> so then I got up, had get almost the, the same amount again. And, you know, I eat a lot of fish. I just eat a lot of fish. Yes. And yes, we're going to do a photo up at Waffle House in Tunica. So back to the uh, final bit of the auction here. Uh, and the last time I saw, uh, we are at uh, 245 for A. We're at 245, 245 for, a. for A. And and still 150 for B? Uh yeah, still 150 for B. Guys. I don't think you understand. 
everything that you're getting. Everything that you're getting. I should have pulled out everything. Here. The hat. Yeah, go ahead and get this up. The hat. Because we once sold a hat on this show for $420.69. Because that's how you are. Um, and it was a hat that was signed by both of us. This is so much more than that. This you is. Get, you get one. You get a, a, a large a Waffle House button. And a little guy. A small Waffle House button. There's stickers up there. You get a muddy this thing here this muddied waters thing but embroidered right you get one of these but embroidered. You get, you'll you'll get probably this one because now it's sitting on my desk you get one of these one there's of these. two of them here so right. there's probably these two right here you get one of these oh, one of the the things is this the, yeah look at look at look look at the, look at the quality crap. yeah this is really nice like look at that look at the look at the raised like it's actually embroidered yeah. it's high quality it's high quality high quality patch there high quality okay. stuff I, no Boog plate carrier is complete without one of these boys. Absolutely. Okay, let's be very clear about this. Okay. Very um, true. And I we've touched all of this. Yeah, stuff. we have definitely if touched all. That's like a thing you're into. Which um, that's what we're banking on yeah, with option B, like actually. We, we touched them and rubbed them a little, actually. Then then you get a signed portrait of both of us where we have signed our names to each other's yeah. bodies. Because why not? Here. Got two of them two. right there. We got these. Then, in addition to that, we have a one-of-a-kind – I keep doing these, it. These shirts, which are custom – they don't exist they anymore. They don't exist anymore. You cannot buy these anywhere. These are out of print. They, they don't are. make these anymore. These are the original Muddy Waters of Freedom shirts. They're going to be signed by both me and Matt. Both of these packages come with that, okay? And then, in addition to that, package A comes with A for Anthony – it comes for a it comes with a uh, a signed copy of Universal Basic Income for and against by Anthony Samaroff, signed by Anthony in Scottish, and I'm going to read that again how he signed it. Dear, insert name of winner here. Och, I if you ever want to go up to the Highlands, give me a wee ring and tell me, all right, Anthony, my man, I'm coming to see you. Go get the fucking kettle on, pal. Let's have a brew, then we'll go oot for a pint and get smashed. That's how we talk. Love, Anthony. June 2021. Yes. You can have, gosh, you can have this. You can have that. Look, fucking kettle on, pal. You can have that. Uh, right now, the bid is at uh, $245. $245. Or, or right now, the bid is at 150 For all the stuff that we said before the Anthony uh, Samaroff. Yeah, minus this. Minus the book. You get a Muddied Waters Media exclusive shirt of Suckle on the Teat of Freedom that was once owned by superfan Sarah Anderegg and is now autographed by her and autographed by me and Spike. Yeah. It's, Which you may not see it, but it's there. It's yeah, not there. It's not there yet. I'm going to sign it. With, and so she, she was inside of it. Much like... No, never mind. Wow. <laughs> never mind. Nope. So nope, not saying that. Nope. And so uh you can have that shirt that this woman wore. Right. You can um, have Sarah. This was a Mother's Day present for her that she did not appreciate. <laughs> but she but wore, you can appreciate but you can appreciate it. For the low price of something over $150. So uh package B for Matt's baby Sarah is at $150. Uh and package A is at 245. Yes. So you can have those. Let's start the bidding at 
more than those at amounts, more than those numbers and more than those numbers and if, if you can like yes i'm all for crypto big fan of it but please and fiat this time well even if you're going to pay in crypto tell us what it is in fiat so we're not sitting there having to whatever right we don't want to do um so because this is episode 200 mm-hmm. um i don't what do you know what episode you i think you have now been on the show for 128 episodes if i remember correctly i know i was starting when it was still in the double digits yeah so i think I'm you not, were like 72 yeah. ish 73 yeah um God, that seems like so long ago now. Three years ago. Was that really? Yeah, it was wow. three years ago. We're now on the 200th episode. Next stop, 1,000. Well, 500. Well, 500. Yeah. Right. And Next, we're gonna, we'll celebrate all of them along the way. 250 probably, so, but yeah. I don't know how many of you... Um, <laughs> I don't want to seem creepy with package B though, Alex. I it's, appre- it's, you know what? I appreciate that. This is uh, sort of a joke yeah. because of something that happened in the Facebook group, and we're just rolling. We're it. just rolling with it. Um, we could tag the guy. God, that'd be so messed up. Um, let's not do that. Let's not do that. I'd be afraid. Um, yeah, episode four twenty. Yes, that's going to be the next so, big one. I don't know how many people out there uh, know podcast stats, but. The average podcast lasts two to three episodes. So when you make, I believe it's your seventh or eighth episode, you are in the 90th percentile of podcasters because most of them don't make it that far. Once you hit like seven or eight, you are 90%, 90%, 89% of podcasters are behind you. And in all honesty, when this show started, that was sort of where I figured, you know, we'd do a few episodes and then yeah. it would just kind of trail off. Um, but I... 200. And not just 200. We have done over 100 episodes of My Fellow Americans. Yeah. We have done... How over many episodes? 50, oh, over, over 50 episodes. 50 episodes of The Writer's Block. Yep. And we now have... Uh, uh, we've had episodes of uh, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth. Yep. And he... Plans to come back in the future when he's able to. Jason Lyon. Jason Lyon. Uh, and then we have now uh, uh, Cajun and Eskimo from Bayou to Igloo uh, joining us as well. This is a, a burgeoning media platform. And we are grateful for all of you for, for being here. Every single of one of you. Yeah. Um, and the way that we continue to do these things is from fantastic people like you who donate at anchor.fm. If you're watching on any of the streaming platforms that's going across the bottom of the screen right now, anchor.fm slash muddied waters. And thank you to each and every one of you uh, that donates there, uh, gives us their monthly donations or people like Jay Adam Weggs, who uh, will regularly donate on yep. YouTube in the, during, comments, yeah. in the comments during our shows. Um, and thank you that to those people. And you, we also get people who will randomly send us money on PayPal and yes. God bless you. Yeah. Uh, we like that. Yeah. We, that's, I like it when I get random ones. Nice. Um, thank you. And people purchasing our, our, um, our, um, our merchandise, merchandise at, everyone. Oh, you know what? I forgot that I made this. You can get your wow. muddied gear today, muddywaresmedia.com slash store. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. Um, muddy, totally... muddy gear today, go to muddywaresmedia slash store, muddywaresmedia.com slash store yes. uh, to get your gear today. Show it again because if you didn't show it at all. That's then... cool. I like that. Thanks. So get your gear today and, uh, and, and be a part of continuing to support this. Thank you all for your support. Um, 
it is looking like we have have reached the uh, the, the the bids that we're going to get. Yes. Uh, so we're going to call it two forty five on on package A. On package A. We're going to start to close the bidding. Two forty five going once. I got to give it time because I got to right now. I get it. Two forty five going twice. That oh, that's for the other one. Okay. Two forty five going twice. And I'm going to we're we're letting this wait because there's a because delay. Because there's a delay when we like, talk and when you guys two forty five going twice. And then two forty five the final bid going to the winner, Stephen Witt. And I can actually deliver that to him in person. You can. Yeah, because no, he absolutely. lives in the same county as right. me. So, so congratulations, congratulations to Stephen, Stephen Witt. On your win. Uh, Stephen. If, Stephen Win. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Andrew wins. Um, if you will PayPal us the 245 before Spike leaves tomorrow, um, I will give him the stuff to give to you. Mm-hmm. And he will deliver, he will handle, you're getting a hand delivery from Spike. stuff to you. And, oh, and actually, if uh, he ends up being the winner, he's in Virginia Beach. Oh. Well, that might work too. So we'll see. We'll get, we're going to get to package B in a second. Um, uh, folks, right now, the highest bid is, is 200 for package B. So get your bids in, uh, for that. Uh, but yeah, Steven, uh, we will, I will get this to you. Um, it won't be to, I won't be able to get it to you tomorrow, but I'll be able to get it to you, um, before I leave, uh, for North Carolina this coming weekend. Uh, we can organ, we can set up for that. Um, and, uh, so now, we are going to the final bidding for package B, which again is one of these, one of those, one of these, two of these, two of the well, but one of each of those, one of each of these, and also the Sarah's old shirt, and and stickers, and, both. and stickers, right, and yeah. stickers for both. And I want to say, like, uh, you you see a lot of the stickers out there that suck and after time like they just like they start fading or cracking or whatever yes uh i have had these stickers for five years you're talking you're talking the the money those things are like the day that you got them the quality of these things is incredible unbelievable i've had it on my car since then and these are florida summers florida winters um you know florida winters aren't really anything but you know whatever uh but hurricane seasons florida basically four summers right yeah (laughs) it's it's three summers in a spring um but like it still looks exactly how it did at the time i have them on my water bottle which i don't have in here because i knew we were gonna have a lot of stuff on the table but I put it on there like immediately. First sticker I put onto this yeah. thing. Other stickers are fading and cracking. This sticker are, is just, it's there and it is perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it is. Uh, it ends up, it is. Um, those things are incredible quality. So you'll get some of those as well. Sarah Andreg says uh, the muddied water stickers are thick like car decals or they're thick like Jack Lloyd's character and the voluntarist wow yeah 
Which I picked up every one of his comic books. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was great to meet Jack Lloyd. Uh, and by the way, speaking of Jack Lloyd and the philosopher, uh, the next time I will be back here in Florida will be next July the 17th. 17th. Uh, I will be at Reload Gun Range in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Uh, if you go and look for the Philosopher and Spike Cohen Shooting Range event on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere else, there's actually an event right for it as well. You can register for it today. Um, and uh, I'd love to get to hang out with you and shoot guns with you. The most libertarian thing possible, hanging out and shooting guns in Florida. We can shoot guns with Florida men and women. Yes. And I will be there. Super fan Sarah Andreg will be there. Yep. And... Uh, my buddy that has an Uzi will be there. Nice. Yes. It's so going, we're we're going to be having a lot. No, it's going to be a great time. We're going to be having a great time. So come out to that. Uh, so the we are going to go and close this out. The uh, Closing out the bid for... Uh, Alex Boyer. Alex Boyer, who's in Virginia Beach. He isn't. Well, he's Alex from Virginia. I think he's in Virginia Beach. Okay. I'm pretty certain he's in Virginia well, Beach. we'll see. Either way, we can either send it to him or I'll bring it right. up to him. Uh, final bid, $200.00. Going once. And he said that he wasn't being creepy. He just wanted to give us money. Well, that's very nice. That is very nice. He gets nice. to get it, and then he can give it to He can do whatever he can he wants give it to you. I'm not going to judge him. It's your shirt now. You can right. It's your do shirt. Do you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Going twice. $200 going twice. And give it a couple minutes. Give him about not even quite a minute. Just to make sure that if anyone else, uh, serotonin... Uh, ask, are there any more of the super fan Sarah shirts? No, no, this is the one, Sarah. So, if you want to make a bid on it, uh, you gotta go higher than $200. Alex says, not, not Virginia Virginia Beach. Beach. So okay, we'll, so we'll just send we'll, it we'll, to we'll you. mail it to you, right? Uh, if you win, Sarah, if you want it, you gotta make a bid of more than $200. Brett, uh, Robertson asked, what's happening? Just joined. Uh, we are bidding, we are uh, bidding doing a on final a bid. For uh, an auction for the following, you will get this signed uh, picture of me and Matt. We signed it. Uh, we signed it. Uh, each other's bodies. Um, you will get one Spike Cohen. You are the power. Muddy Waters Media bracelet. You will you, get one Muddy Waters Media patch. You will get one of each of the sizes for the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus buttons. You will also get a Muddy Waters Media sticker. These are really nice. Yeah, too. they are so nice. These are like high quality stuff. And Muddy Waters Media sticker, and you will get a shirt. That's two shirts. Two shirts. Oh yeah, you'll get the signed. Was not it, not you can't get you these can't anymore. Get this shirt anymore. This was like you can't get this anymore. This was actually the second shirt that Muddy Waters Media ever put out. Yes, and you they're not available. They're anymore. not available anymore. It's a Muddy Waters of Freedom shirt. We're going to both sign those, and you will get the a shirt that Sarah. And or, yes, you will get this lovely. And yes, we and nope, it, not that one. And Andrea said, and and they touched. And, right. Yeah, we did we touch. touched everything that's we, here. We've touched everything there. I don't know if Spike's touched this shirt. I, I he will, but he's got to sign it. There, I signed it. You will get I the suckle it. on the teat of freedom that was once owned by superfan Sarah Anderegg, and she autographed it. Yeah. Right across the bottom of the breastuses area, just to add to it. Um, mm. Okay, so uh, oh, Brett was one of the ones who got the hat. Um, so uh, so it's two hundred going once, two hundred going twice, and at this point, I feel comfortable saying two hundred is the final bid uh, to the lucky 
Mr. Alex Boyer. Uh, we will be getting your information. Uh, Alex, uh, just be sure to uh, PayPal to uh, Muddy Waters of Freedom at gmail.com. Muddy Waters Media. Muddy Waters Media at gmail.com uh, and give us your address and we will be happy to mail this to you. Well, that was a very successful auction. Right. Thank you guys all if for taking anybody, part. If uh, anybody wanted to buy Muddy Waters Media gear, it may not be autographed by us, but if you wanted to show your support for the show, all you have to do is go to go muddywatersmedia.com to slash store. Um, well, this is fantastic. So let's talk about our upcoming episode. So uh, tomorrow... I will be back in Myrtle Beach, but I have a really cool guest. My guest uh, tomorrow uh, will be Dr. E. Henderson Lawson, and she is uh, the author of, I think it's The Colored River. Uh, it is a story. I should have looked that up before. I, <laughs> I guess what, hold on. That's, that's why I pulled mine up. <laughs> Evelyn Lawson. Yeah, Colored River, uh, the untold story of the great land theft conspiracy in Freestone County, Texas. The government basically stole uh, a bunch of land um, from newly freed black farmers, uh, newly freed slaves or previous slaves who were black farmers, uh, took their property from them. She is the descendant of people who had their property just straight up stolen from them. Um, by uh, government in Texas, and she has written a book about it, and she's going to talk to us about it. Uh, it is uh, right before Juneteenth, uh, June nineteenth, which is coming up on um, on Sunday. Um, yes. Which uh, so we're going to be talking about that, the legacy of Juneteenth, and how uh, many of the actions undertaken by government uh, against people. Uh, oh, Saturday the nineteenth uh, are still plaguing people to this day. Um, she and her ancestors uh, have every right to the, the land or at least recompensation for what was stolen from them. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what happened there. Uh, and then on Thursday is the writer's block. Thursday on the writer's block, I have Travis Bull Johnson, who is running for Congress in Western Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. Uh, and I'm very excited about having this guy on. Um, I've heard I haven't had time to look into him because spike's been on town but i've heard a lot of really fantastic things yeah i've heard a lot of great things from about him from multiple people in the liberty movement and uh i'm very excited to have him on talk to him about what he wants to do um with in congress from minnesota um apparently yeah army veteran 20 year army vet look at that yeah I haven't even read these notes yet yeah no he's an incredible guy uh he's so great i'm actually going to be going up uh later on this uh summer to be uh campaigning for him uh with him for his uh congressional run um but uh so that's on thursday for the writer's block yes uh then on friday saturday and sunday i will be up in greensboro north carolina for the libertarian party of uh north carolina's convention uh, as well as an event on Sunday with Sell Liberty. We're doing yet another Pound the Pavement event in downtown Greensboro. Uh, and if you want to find out about all of those different events, go to spikecohen.com, go down to the event section, and uh, find out more about those events and how you can register and be a part of them. I had Brent on my show last week. Yes, that's and, right. Yeah. yeah, I had Brent Ritter on the writer's block last week. And uh, if you haven't had a chance, check that out. Yeah. Brent is fantastic. As I have said multiple times, Brent is the only person. And I know that saying this right here is going to be real awkward. But Brent is the only person in the liberty movement that I would endorse for any position that he runs for nationwide, hands down. Same. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Hands down. He is the only person that I know of that if someone asked me, hey, Spike, what's your position on something? I could say, Brent, you tell him what you think about it. And I would be confident that they that whatever he said, uh, I would probably 100 percent agree yeah. with and 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 not just agree with like how he said it. Um, and, and the way that he presented it in a way that connected with the person asking. So, um, I am, uh, happy to help him with this event, be a part of it. Um, that, and then also on Sunday at 3 PM is the second episode of, uh, Cajun and Eskimo from Bayou to Igloo with, uh, Noel and Nullick. Um, so be sure to tune into that and, uh, and then join us right back here. Same muddy place, same muddy time, different muddy location for Spike. <laughs> for yet enough for the two hundred and first episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Uh, it is uh, it is fantastic, Matt. I just want to close with saying I want to thank you for your friendship and your hospitality and your support. And I think that you are uh, you're my best friend, and you are my. Uh, awesome partner in all of this and i love you and i'm so happy to be doing this with you yeah and i just want to say that um you truly are my best friend and you've become a brother to me over the last many years um and there is nobody else in this world that i would rather be doing this together with and when i say that you are my hetero life mate even though our significant others don't like that they don't like they that don't like that Man, they, they don't hate, they, they do not like they it hate when we refer to each other as our heterosexual life partner. Right. I don't know why. I'm not sure why. So weird. <laughs> Whatever. So what? Whatever. It's not your business, really. <laughs> but when I, when I say that, you are. You are my heterosexual life mate. And I can't wait. <laughs> I love you, Sarah. Uh, but you, I, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to get in my cozy Tasha bed and talk about it. Right. That. I can't I can't wait to see how far we are able to take Money to Waters Media um, in adding, you know, shows like Cajun and Eskimo from Bodies. Oh, man, I'm so excited bringing, about that. Bringing Jason back whenever he is ready. Yes. And uh, hopefully getting more shows started um, to, to just constantly uh grow muddied waters, grow muddied waters. oh that. and also huge shout out huge shout out this guy does not get enough credit um anywhere uh brian lambrecht yes brian lambrecht brian lambrecht quite possibly is the hardest working member of muddied waters media yeah and he is uh doing it all for free yeah he is doing it because of his support for what we are doing um he also volunteers for my team for free. Brian Lambrecht is one of the hardest working people I have ever met in my life on anything. And he is consistently dedicated to doing good, hard work, better than other people that are paid five and six figures to do similar things. And it's all just because he He supports, he cares and he He supports what we're doing. He wants libertarians to win. He wants libertarians to do well. He wants to grow what we are doing into something that will eventually be able to pay him as well. I mean, let's be clear. Right? We, we want to make sure he's getting paid. That's actually but one of the first goals we It's have. like one of the goal one is like be able to give Brian something. But to be able to make what we are doing and spreading liberty into something that is effective. And uh, Brian is incredible. And we love you, Brian. So big virtual hug to you. Big real in-person big hug real, to you, man. I don't think we could hug the last time we did a show together because of COVID. 
Oh yeah, because it weirded people out right. when you when you when you would and hug, to yeah. everybody out there watching, to everybody who shares, to everybody who comments, to everybody who does all all of the things online, uh, the people who have followed us from the beginning, the people who are starting to follow us now, thank you to each and every one of you. You truly, truly, truly are such a massive uh, ingredient to getting liberty out there, to spreading the word of liberty, to making it a reality in our lifetimes, and if not in our lifetimes, in our children's lifetimes. Because without people like you who are actively sharing these things, who are out there working in the trenches, who yeah. are volunteering, who are yeah. door knocking, yeah. who are uh, at their local affiliates, you guys are the ones that are making all of this possible, yeah. even more so than Spike or myself. Spike is out there just doing a bang up job messaging, um, going around the country, talking to people, spreading the word of liberty. You know, he and I are here every week, uh, Tuesday through Thursday, spreading the word of liberty, trying to get as many voices on here as we possibly can. Yep, yep. But you are the people out there who are just grinding it out. Yep. And I respect the hell out of each and every one of you. And thank you all for continuing to do it uh, because it is a thankless job trying to get people to realize they could yep. be free. Yeah. And you guys continue to fight that fight. And yep. thank you to each and every one of you. Also, thank you for watching because... Yeah, thank you for watching too. And listening. Watching and listening. Thank you for that and for all the other stuff that right. you're doing for Liberty as well. But especially watching and listening to the show. That's like the number one that's thing. The, that's the best thing that's you can do for Liberty. things that you are doing for Liberty is watching and listening to this show. We love you. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Some would say that you are the power. I don't know who would say that. But uh, guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And uh, we will see you tomorrow with my show, Thursday with Matt's show. We'll see you. I, I hopefully see you in Greensboro. We'll see you Sunday with uh, Noel and Nullick's show. And we'll see you right back here for the next episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Have a great rest of your evening. And where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>